Whether you're determined to build your dream business, to become a better communicator, to create the leverage in your life, to connect with yourself, to become more purposeful, to master your schedule, to quit your job, to travel to Europe, no matter what the goal is that drives you, this is the show for you. This is a space where we can transparently talk about all the things you're determined to accomplish or improve in your life and bring you the tactical tips and strategies to help get you to that next level. My name is Jamie Milam and I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur and like you, I dream big. I rebuilt my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote when I became a mother and today I am living my life by designing it in alignment with my goals. Recently divorced and back to being a single mom and simultaneously running multiple businesses, I know that I can figure anything out when I am determined. With the right resources, determination, and motivation, I believe you can make your dreams and goals a reality. This is Determined AF. Welcome back to another episode of Determined AF. I'm super excited that I have the opportunity to bring to you today um, an episode with Hannah Kitt. Hannah is out of Asheville. And you guys, when somebody tells me that I need to know somebody, like people that are in my circle, you know, when you have those people that are your people that get you, that are in alignment with you, that, you know, have the same values and whatnot. So when they say you need to know Hannah, I'm like, okay, who's Hannah? Somebody introduced me, right? So I had an opportunity to chat with Hannah. You guys, Hannah's kicking ass. She is running multiple firms um, with KW in the Asheville area. And something that I loved is when I went and kind of was like scoping Hannah out, I saw her, a post that she had talking about how she moved to Asheville. She didn't even have a job. Now she's this badass CEO, living life, loving life working with building a community of women. So Hannah, I really would just love for you to kind of introduce yourself, tell the audience a little bit about who you are, where you came from, what you're doing, what you're passionate about right now. I love it. Thank you for that introduction. Um, I have to say, we'll, we'll kick this off with full transparency. So that post really said, I moved to Asheville eight years ago with a DUI, no license. I was driving a scooter and I had $16,000 in credit card debt. So. Um, I love, you would ask like how determination shows up in my world, hence the name of your podcast. And I thought, well, I don't really know. And then I thought of that chapter in my life and the chapter I'm in now, and I'm not a storybook of success by any stretch of the imagination, but determination has definitely played a massive part in getting me from where I was and who I was to where I am and who I am becoming. Um, so I, I love that, that, that's the name of this podcast. And I'm really proud that I have that past and even more proud that I have this present. Um, so yeah, so I guess you really hit on a lot of things. I am the CEO of Keller Williams in Asheville. We have seven offices in Buncombe County. And that is that is my safety. That is my security. That is my world. That's what um, pays my bills. And I, I Keller Williams has changed a the trajectory of my life and my family's life. And so I will forever hold that them, you know, as a special place in my heart. Um, but my real passion has been found in empowering women and specifically mothers in business. Um, and that is, I think, why you were told to meet me, um, or I hope why you were told to meet me, because I, I without knowing it, that is really what drives me and what it, that's kind of the guiding light in everything I do now. I still get to be CEO and now I get to layer on top of that, creating an empowered community for women here in our um, adorable mountain town. But uh, our work is now starting to grow outside of Asheville. So it's really exciting to see the impact that we're creating through this women community and the impact that it's having on our, our real estate market. I mean, it really... We know that if we grow personally, it will impact our world professionally, but we have to focus on ourselves first. And as women, we don't. As women, we wake up every day ready to serve other people, especially women in real estate. So it's been a lot of fun to kind of find that as my calling and, and dive into it. So yeah, that's, I guess, how we'll get started. <laughs> I love that because um, what the audience doesn't know, right, is I had asked you a couple of questions um, preliminary prior to, and you mentioned um, a book 
that was just life-changing for you. And I have to say, Glennon Doyle, without a doubt, is one of my favorite authors um, because, so you had mentioned Untamed, which that was the first book I had read. And whenever I opened up Love Warrior, um, that, I mean, the first few pages were just, so eye-opening to me. And she had another uh, chapter called Inhale, Exhale. But something that was like in the very first pages that she said was every girl must decide whether to be true to herself or true to the world. And something that you just said was so in align with that because as women, we tend to not fill our cups up first. And I think that that's extremely important. We give and we give and we can't give the way that we want to for our people, whether that's our our colleagues, our clients, our family, um, our friends, you know, whatever it is ourselves, if we aren't filling our cup up first, right? If it's empty, how are we going to fill up the other base, you know? So the other piece that I love is that if you guys didn't catch it, Hannah said that she didn't know that her, what her real passion was. Don't get me wrong. Like it's been through this stepping stone and this role in this position with uh, KW in this CEO position that has allowed you to be able to start to create this community. And for so many people, we think that we have to be doing, at least in my world, right? My world is like, I know that whatever I'm doing for a career and for my income, I really need to be super passionate about. And I also know other people that have nine to five jobs that clock in, clock out, and they have these really fulfilling areas of their life that are not the thing that brings them in income. And so I think that's really important to touch on because I'm curious to know, Hannah, how did you how did you kind of create, how did you know to create Empower? Where did that come from in terms of now it's grown really big? So tell us a little bit about what Empower is and how it came to be. Yeah. So I love that. I have um, constantly for years, people said, oh, lean into your full potential. Do what, what you're passionate about. I'm like, what in the hell is that? I don't know. And I'm constantly trying to find a sign or figure out what it is that really fills my heart. And and I, I didn't know, and I still don't know how to tell anyone to find that. It, it, it what I do know, I don't, and, and this may not make sense yet, but someone said to me early on, done is better than perfect. And I think as women, we often try to perfect things before we take the next step. In reality, you just need to take the next step. And so I get paralyzed in that. Oh, it's got to be perfect, or I used to. Um, letting go of that, done is better than perfect. I think of that all the time. And it may mean leveraging something. Someone may do something a whole lot better than me. And usually they do. And I need to be willing to let go of that. That is what's allowed me to create the life that I have. Um, so in a nutshell, I have two groups. One is called Power of Women. And one is called Empower with a play on words. So Empower, it's H-E-R at the end. Um, it's not trademark because I actually think that is the name of another company. But we'll deal with that. The legalities of that once we grow outside of our market. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so I have two little girls. My favorite thing is to, um, tell people that I have two little girls that were born on the same day, two years apart. And that day is 11, 11. So I feel like there's something like totally magical about my two kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like breeding unicorns. If I do say so myself. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so I have these two fabulous little girls. They're actually, it's fun that we're recording this. This is their birthday week. So they'll be two and four this week. So two years ago, I came back from my second maternity leave and stepped into the CEO position because I had been assistant to the CEO for a few years. And I came back ready to give it my all. I was like, all right, I'm going to be a hundred percent at home and a hundred percent at work. And not realizing, not realizing I could not be 200%. And that pretty quickly started to feel like failure everywhere. And so ironically, one of my business partners is a man and he said, Hannah, there, there are other women that have blazed this trail before you. Like go talk to those business women, those moms and see what they did that worked. And so I did. Um, I was gifted the book, The Wolf Pack by Abby Wambach from one of those moms and business owners. Um, her name's Kim Winters and she's a big, big lender in town. She's incredible. And she's built an empire and she's a mom of four or five kids. And um, 
so she gave me the book, The Wolf Pack, and it's like 50 pages. So I was actually able to read it with a four month old and a two year old. And in that book, it talks about the importance of a tribe. And I thought, that's what I need. I need a tribe. I need women to support me because I can be a great mom and get a piece of myself back professionally. And so in that was born Power of Women. And Power of Women, we created for the top 100 female agents in our market because I knew I wanted to surround myself with other high-powered, high-drive women. Um, I want to put myself in a room where I'm not the smartest person. And putting those women together, I knew that would be the case. So we created Power of Women and it totally took off. Um, it's an event that we hold three times a year for the top 100 females in our market. And they each get to bring a plus one. So there's some exclusivity to it. And there's it, we're starting to be able to ripple out beyond just the top 100. But we're being purposeful in that. Every one of those gatherings is completely rooted in personal growth. It's all about inspiration and personal growth. And like I said earlier, that's because we know that will ripple into their business and their communities, but we have to start with the woman. So it's incredible to me how many of those women don't get that attention or, or take time for themselves outside of that 90 minutes, three times a year. It, and I don't know why that's surprising because, because that was me. Prior to being intentional about boundaries, that was me. Um, so Power of Women has been awesome. And we're starting to launch that in other markets because there is a need. I get that there are women support networks all over the place, but they're not enough, quite frankly. So I'm excited to see this really grow some legs and get outside of just Asheville. The other group you mentioned, Empower, is really specific to our Keller Williams community here in Asheville. And we do Empower once a month for all of our Keller Williams women. And that's because the I had this limiting belief out of the gates that women wouldn't be able to take that time once a month. And then I started to see the traction we were gaining and realized women were making that time once a month because it was that important. So every month we have a different topic. The, the one we just did last Friday for November was called the invisible load. And that's the stress that we carry as women in all the things we do behind the scenes that no one sees, yet we still put on this incredible face and this front that we've got it together because that's what society expects from us. And so we we just called a spade a spade and said, hey, we all carry it. We have this invisible load. How do you all navigate it? And it was really neat to see how the invisible load showed up for different people or different women. Some women saw it as guilt, the guilt of not meeting the expectation that society puts on them. Some women saw it as failure. Like if I don't pack the lunches or if I don't have dinner on the table, all the while running a business during the workday, they felt like they were failing. And so many people in that room could resonate. And so we're not here to solve all the problems, but we are here to put them on the table because we're realizing through both these groups that vulnerability creates connection and connection is what we need now more than ever. So that is, a, I said in a nutshell, that was not a nutshell, but I, as you can tell, I'm really passionate and I didn't know this was going to be my calling or my passion. And maybe this is just one step in my calling, but it was all created through a selfish need. And in fulfilling that need for myself, I realized that other people needed it as well. So I didn't go into this thinking, oh, this is my passion. I went into this thinking, I need some freaking help or I'm not going to sustain. And I was not willing to give up my career and my identity as a businesswoman to stay home with my kids. And I have plenty of friends that do that and they love it and that works for them, but it wasn't going to work for me. And so I did what I needed to do. And I guess there again in lies determination. I was like, all right, I'm going to find these women who have created the life that I want and I'll be damned if I don't create it for myself. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just starting on this journey, but it's serving me well thus far. <laughs> I love that because you said so many little things that I want to touch on because it, it was just that it is determination, Hannah, because when you say, you know, I'm, this is a little bit tougher than I expected it to be. And somebody says, look, there are people who have done this before mm -hmm. you go seek the support, right? I think as women, sometimes asking for help or looking for the support, admitting that we need support 
it feels hard, right? Oh, God, yeah. And, you know, I created a book club in my neighborhood because I love personal and professional development. I mean, hey, here Obviously. I am on this podcast, right? And so for me, it was like, how do I find more of those women in the neighborhood? I know that I can't be the only one. So it's like, well, let me start this book club. And as a matter of fact, it came out of, you'll love this, the CV process um, <laughs> where we went through the four quadrants and we were just talking about like, what would life look like, you know, in the future? And I was like, you know, my social world would be full of other women in five years that are just loving personal and professional development as well. And I thought to myself, why wait five years? Yes. I can start this book club right now. Right. And so it's really become one of those things where I can create connection and start that vulnerability process in small places. You said I need a tribe. Yeah. Right. And that's, I mean, as a matter of fact, our book club is called grow yourself, grow your tribe. I love it. Because when you grow yourself, you start to exude this, you know, passion and this excitement and this authenticity and this alignment, right? So you just sought out something. And the next thing you know, other people start to come into your space and they want a part of that. And when you said this, I had to write that down for a second. You were like, I'm really surprised at how many women, you know, don't have that in their space more than those 90 minutes. And it's fascinating because, you know, i thought that so many times I stop and I think to myself, like, man, like there are so many tactical tips and strategies and motivation and affirmations mm -hmm. and gratitude and power of, you know, the law of attraction and all these different things. <laughs> How does everybody not know about it? Right. And I forget that that was me too at one point. Right. And so it's like when you're trying to connect with people, we're really still connecting with ourselves because mm -hmm. your vulnerability, thank you for sharing that too, by the way, around where you were at, you know, eight years ago when you moved here, because yeah. it is a huge journey and creating that tribe is something that we can find support in, encouragement mm -hmm. to keep going. Sometimes it's that motivation that just pushes us. It may be that one thing that somebody saw today that really is the relief that they needed and being like, oh man, I am not alone. And it can help just pivot the rest of their mindset for their day and then their productivity, right? Completely. Well, and I think to your point, those of us who get to be in those rooms and have these kind of conversations, like I didn't realize. I was supposed to think bigger. And then when I was like, oh, wait, I could think bigger. I didn't know how to think bigger. And so we're so, well, I was going to say lucky. We're not lucky. We put ourselves in these rooms. But I take for granted that I get to have these type of conversations every day. There are a lot of people that don't know even to, even that these conversations exist. So to your point, like, don't wait. Again, done is better than, than perfect. Get started now. And I think that's it too. There's so many of us, especially women that are, oh, well, when my kid goes to kindergarten or, oh, when my kid graduates or, oh, when my husband gets a raise, no, take yourself seriously. Stop waiting for permission or the quote unquote perfect time and just go after the vision and the life that you want, because people will take your time as long as you give it to them. I have in this conversation, I have put my hand up a couple different times at my door because people are tapping on the glass. Got a minute, got a minute. I could stay here 24 hours a day because of the got a minutes. And for the longest time, I said yes, because I'm recovering from a lifetime of people pleasing. And I didn't want to disappoint a single person at my door. And I kept saying yes and yes and yes. And then realized that yes is expensive. Yes, kept me in my office and kept me away from my children. I don't know who, I mean, yes, everyone's important, but I don't know all the people that needed me for a minute here and there. What I do know is I was taking time away from my newborn and my two-year-old or my two-year-old and my four-year-old, whatever ages they were, before I learned that I was allowed to create boundaries. And quite frankly, people will respect those boundaries. It's incredible. Uh, you would ask me to do this podcast. And I said, you said, can we do four to five? And I said, no, because I walk in my front door at five o'clock. I run, there are 450 agents in our office and I go home. I am at my house at five o'clock and I do not work weekends. I can't tell you the last time someone tried to reach out to me nights or weekends because I created that boundary and they respect it. And on my voicemail, 
someone, I think around the same time when I came back from my second maternity leave said, put your boundaries on your voicemail. It seems so simple, yet hardly anyone does it. I say, if you've reached me after five o'clock, that is time reserved for my family. I will get back to you the next business day. So I'm sure not calling you back on the weekend and I'm sure not calling you back at night. You would not believe the number of people that compliment my voicemail. Oh my God, Hannah, I absolutely love that it says that. It also is really cool to call those people back and immediately have a common ground to stand on. Men compliment it. Women damn sure compliment it. So I hope if nothing else you take from this podcast that you can put boundaries in place and they can be as simple as your voicemail message. It's so true. You're talking about like so many things around filling up your cup, right? Because especially in an entrepreneurial space, right? We are driven by the sales or the services that we provide. And so really it is a death. I don't want to say a desperation. It's a scarcity mindset thinking Mm -hmm. that we have to give up our own boundaries. But when we give up our boundaries and we serve literally at the hand of somebody else at their every beck and call, we are draining ourselves. We are teaching our inside thoughts that we do not prioritize ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what in the world would make anybody else think that they should prioritize our needs either, right? So, I mean, I remember the day, July 1st, 2020, that I changed my voicemail and said, if you've reached me after 7 p.m., on a, on a holiday or on a Sunday, I will return your call the next business day. And yes, do people still leave voicemails? And most of the time they'll say, Hey, Jamie, no need to get back to me until Monday. Do some people still send me a text message right afterwards, trying to work their way into that? Absolutely. Do I respond? No, because I'm teaching people how to treat me. It's not that you are not a priority to me, Mm -hmm. but I have very clearly set my expectations with you. And if you can't meet that, then maybe we're not the best of fits in the first place. And that's okay because I will attract more people that are in alignment, that are the right fit, and we will have a better longer-term connection in the first place. If you cannot respect the fact that I reserve Sundays for myself to reset so that I can show up more fully for you the next week, well, then I don't know what else you're not going to respect. More or less the fact that it's also time for my son, right? And so many people will say, good for you. Mm -hmm. Good for you for setting that aside. You know, I mean, you don't want your surgeon to be working seven hours a day, 10 to 12 hours a day, you know, seven hours a day, seven days a week is what I meant to say, right? But like, you don't want me negotiating for your house you know, completely burnt out either. And at the end of the day, the more that we can set ourselves up for that, for that like boundary in that space to fill up, we're going to show up way more energized. Mm -hmm. We're going to be able to pour into our, our our people, our sphere so much more. And so I think that that's something that you're saying is that don't wait because first of all, you guys, tomorrow is not guaranteed, right? Secondly, waiting for something perfect when you have the opportunity for the, the done, right. The, the not perfect. And trust me, I love control. I (laughs) am a recovering perfectionist. Um, and at the same time, what I've learned is that there are people who really need to hear what you have to say, even when it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. And so think about the disservice that you're doing to those folks, because you're not giving them your gift. You're not showing up. You're not creating the space. You're waiting for it to be perfect. And, and there's ways that we can fail forward and you can't fail forward unless you're getting out there and starting. Yep. That's so Preach it. (laughs) It's so true. But I wouldn't have been able to say amen, preach it, or any of these things had I not actually experienced that. Because quite frankly, I wouldn't have started any of this if someone had not told me to start it. You know, but you put yourself in a situation. You said that earlier, right? Like I'm lucky. And then you said, we're not lucky because we put ourselves there. And Mm -hmm. and at the same time, right? Very fortunate to be presented with the opportunity to really seize that opportunity and to keep showing up in those rooms. And that's something that I really wanted to mention really fast around the community and the environment for support, because there are so many ways that women can get that, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. 
right? If you are a working mom in general, you know, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, I mean, hell, that is a working mama, yeah. right? I mean, I kudos to all yes. of you taking care of multiple babies at home. I'm a one-and-done mom, and I am loving that in my life. However, you can find different ways to build that community, even if that is listening to a podcast like this, mm -hmm. right? Listening to, you know, having like a little wine club or a book club, running club, like wherever you might be able to start to be in a space, right? Showing up to these events that are free for you to attend. Yeah. They're just, you know, your time, right? Because you're going to show up more motivated. If you can get in on a mastermind, you know, or a group call, something that gives you that accountability, on top of the motivation and the inspiration, well, now you're also going to see that efficiency and that productivity level really increase when you have that accountability, if that's the space that you're looking for for your professional development, right? I am loving this conversation and hope you are too. We'll get back to it in just a moment, but I wanted to share something with you real quick. Did you know that a combination of coaching and training can increase your productivity by 88% versus 23% from training alone? I mean, that's staggering. The year that I hired a coach, the revenue in my own business increased by 210%. That doesn't even include what I was able to add to my pipelines, the skills learned for communication and leadership, more or less the boundaries I was able to incorporate into my life to get more time back. How would you like to see returns like that? Those who are coached feel 80% more self-confident and it's no wonder why when you are in an environment that is encouraging you, offering strategies, and coaching you to self-discover so you are able to approach future challenges with more confidence and less overwhelm. That's why I wanted to create a space for entrepreneurs where you can come in and receive just that. I'd like to invite you to reserve your spot in our successful AF community. This is a private group membership for you to be in community with other entrepreneurs to connect, engage with, and mastermind about systems and strategies that have been successful all around. Packed with exclusive tips for purposeful activities to create consistency and scalability into your business. Not to mention encouragement and inspiration along the way. Head over to jamiemilam.com slash successful AF to learn more today and use the promo code DETERMINEDAF for 30% off of your first two months. Let's be successful AF together. But we all need a space to be taught how to do these things because Hannah and I didn't know. I mean, I've got my fair share of, you know, closet skeletons <laughs> hanging out, you know, and uh, if anybody didn't know about them, go back and listen to episode one because it'll tell you quite a bit. But you know, who would have thought that we were going to be in that position where we can actually yeah. say like, yeah. we have this opportunity and we keep showing up for it because it clearly makes a difference. It clearly has been pivotal mm -hmm. in success, you know, to not have a vehicle and then to be able to be running seven freaking offices and volunteering her time with her, you know, two different women groups and still being able to get home by five o'clock for her kids. Yeah. Right. Well, and I you think, know, Oh, good. No, go right. Ahead. I was just going to say what I keep hearing you say, and I use a different vocabulary is, but what rooms do I want to be in to support the person that I am determined to become? So find those rooms. And if that room doesn't exist, create it. And that's what we did here. You don't, you don't have to create a room with hundreds of people, your, your neighborhood book club is a perfect place to start. And maybe that always stays small. I have an accountability group for working out. There are four of us. And that honest to God is what got me through COVID texting those three women every day to say, I did my workout or I didn't, or I'm about to kill my husband or I'm not like it, that little tribe, that's four people. That's a tribe. That's right. I also have rooms full of hundreds of people. That's a tribe, but there's no right or wrong for what your tribe is, but you have to put yourself out there and find one or you have to create one. I don't know a single person that has navigated this life alone as a woman. And I think we've always, uh, it, like it's in our core as cavemen or women or whatever you want to say, like we've always been servants. Like we're always here to serve. We're always here to give. What I think has changed is that now we're also often the breadwinner or we're the, we're the empire builder. 
and we're still the mom and the provider and the giver. And it's not to discount the support we get from our husbands or our partners at home, but it's to say, as women, we're now carrying more than ever. And it's okay to admit that it's hard and you need help. I think we're, I'm not good at accepting compliments. I'm not good at accepting help. I'm not good at accepting gifts. Like I always like, oh, thank you. But I put some sort of precursor in front of everything. And I'm working to be really purposeful in saying, yes, I need help. Or thank you for offering to watch my child for free today. Or thank you for, you know, packing the lunches. Whatever little thing, like old me would have been like, no, it's okay, I've got it. Oh, don't worry about it. They didn't offer something to me for me to worry about it, just say yes. And so I think there are two pieces there, like be willing to receive whatever comes your way and also be willing to ask for what you need. And asking for what you need is not a form of weakness. It's quite frankly, it's the opposite. I would say it's a form of massive strength. And so I think that it, it ties in with boundaries. There's, a, there's, yeah, we could go on and on, but I think for, for a long time, I was dying by politeness because I wanted to just help and not be a burden and do whatever it took to make everyone around me comfortable. And now I stand up for myself. I don't dim my light to make others comfortable. And in fact, it's making the people around me shine brighter. I, I, so I, what I thought was a burden in you know, me saying, oh, I'll do this for you or I can do, I can handle it. What I thought was keeping a burden from someone was in fact keeping a brighter light from someone. Does that make sense? I, yeah. People will rise to the expectations that you set. And if they don't get them out of your life. Well, and too, I think we forget that other people, they want to do something. Maybe that's their love language. That's their way of like showing mm. support. And so when we deny somebody who wants to help, are we True. actually shutting down their love language to show up for you? And I mean, like I have a neighbor who, I mean, God love her because I don't know how I would be surviving without her. She watches my pets every time I'm out of town. She's like, <laughs> she has two little kids. They, she's like, oh, they're so excited that they get to come and see Riley this weekend. And, you know, I've had to, she's a stay at home mom. I've had to reach out and be like, oh my gosh, like my kid, you know, missed the bus or, you know, can you take him to school or whatever. Right. And I, I have tried to pay her so many times. I will like stuff money in her kids' pockets sometimes because I'm trying to. And she's like, please don't, you know? So now I kind of do it in like forms of gift cards because it's like, take your family, you know, to dinner or, you know, go take yourself for a massage or something because I feel like, I really want you to know, like, I appreciate this. Like I, this is helping me in such a big way, but I also know that it helps her. She's getting to be able to do something. She's showing her kids this, this is something that they want to do. So are we blocking somebody else's ability to show up in their big way? Like you just said, helping their light shine brighter. So, yep. you know, we, we should give that you know, consideration. The other piece too is asking for help lets other women around us know that we don't have it all together, which helps us feel more normalized. Like, oh, dang, I thought she was like killing it on her own. And then come to find out she does need some help too. Cool. She's human still too. <laughs> right. And it's, I mean, we, we are in a culture and a society where you know, the gram and all the socials are just showing people the highlight reels of their mm -hmm. life, you know, rather than the shit storms. And so, I mean, one of the first times that I had actually had a, you know, a vulnerable post about my divorce, you know, a gal came up to me um, and she was like, you know, your post really like just brought me to tears. You know, I just really resonated with that. And I remember going into the bathroom stall right after she said that. And I had to like pull myself together because I was stepping back out into bold. I had to pull myself <laughs> together and be like, wow, like it was exactly what you said earlier. True connection comes from vulnerability. Yes. And we need to be talking about it more and more because without it, the mental health problems are not going to diminish. They are just going to continue to rise. Anxiety, stress, feeling that invisible load. All of this is so 
normal and we're not talking about it as much. And so I think that that's important is like you've said, like find your tribe, you know, because you can't do it all on your own and we shouldn't expect ourselves to do it all on our own. And we need to be able to be okay with letting go some of the things, not all of the things need to be perfectly done at home or in our business pay attention to the priority items and put your attention there. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think what are you modeling for those in your world, whether it's your kids, your coworkers, your friends, if you are trying to carry the weight of it on your two shoulders, like I want my kids to know, Oh yeah, mom, mom did it with a village of people to, to raise us and support us and create the life that we got to have. Like, I don't want them to think that that was all me. So I'm out of the gates showing them that it's okay to accept help. It's okay to ask for more. It's okay to want more too. Like prior to having this job five years ago, I mentioned I was a manager at Lululemon. I thought I had a good life. I had great health insurance. Uh, Lululemon has incredible health insurance because they're a Canadian company apparently. But I was making not a whole lot of money and spending most of it at Lululemon. But I thought my life was great. You know, I'm like, oh, we're paying our bills. We're fine. I didn't know to think bigger than that. I didn't, in my mind, I'm like, oh, Beyonce, Oprah, but they're different. Not really. And now I'm in a position where I'm like, they they had the exact same path, the exact same opportunity that I do. Who's to say I can't go be a world impact leader? I'm likely not going to be a superstar because I can't sing at all, but I can I can be Oprah if I if I make the decisions to chart or to blaze that trail, you know, like she it's just so inspiring to see people like that. And there's so many of them around us. If we open our eyes and look, I remember as a kid seeing celebrities and being like, oh, if I could only meet them. And I have not met many celebrities, but when I do, they're just humans. Like, so it's pretty reassuring to see, okay, wait, they just chose a different path. And being a celebrity is not everybody's path. But if I want that life, then who's to say I can't have it except myself. I'm the only thing getting in my way. So I I don't know. I It's easy to say, step into your full potential and go towards your passion. But who really knows what that means? And I think more than anything, I want women to know, just start, just take one step towards something that you want. And maybe, I mean, we're, we're both in real estate. Maybe it's getting your real estate license because you get a piece of yourself back professionally by stepping into a career and stepping outside of your home. Or maybe it's volunteering at your kid's school to get you out of your house. I don't know what that step is for you, but get really clear on who you want to become and what is the just very first small step step you have to take to become that and who's the tribe that's going to support it. The tr- now that I say it out loud, the tribe could be your home. The tribe could be your spouse and your kids. It doesn't even have to be a bunch of powerful women. I think that that's a smart route to go, but I'm biased. So I think, yeah, just start. Yeah, like you just said, you know, just it, it is just starting. And here's the thing I want to say too, is just try something on, right? Like, yeah. Um, I really, really love Marie Forleo's, um, it, everything is figure outable. She's got an exercise in there about how to be in touch with your intuition and your gut and how to really check in to see if this feels right. And the more that anybody practices self-awareness, you know, has some reflection, really kind of does some meditation to be in tune with their bodily reactions to things. You know, I really think that you can start to feel how it is. You usually have a feeling of like, this feels right, you know, and for, for some people, I you know, for me, like, I feel like real estate was very much a stepping stone into figuring it out. Have I tried on many, many things within that time space? Absolutely. Right. Have they brought me, have all of them brought me the same level of joy and excitement? No, they haven't. And the ones that didn't, I kind of, you know, let them be a little bit more on the back burner. And I really paid more attention to the things that kept bringing me joy. It's okay if it looks different next year than it looks today. That is part of it. It is not failure. Pivoting and changing up something is the growth process because this is a journey. No matter what, like, here's here's the best part. Today, you may be living into your full potential, but tomorrow is a new day. Next week is a new day. Hannah's going to grow from where she is today to next week, to next month, to next year, and five years from now. So will she continue to be living into her potential going forward? Yes. Is there an arrival to that? 
I don't think so, right? I think that we just keep growing. And in the meantime, we get this really amazing opportunity to bring more people into that environment to impact them. You know, like Hannah, whether you become a celebrity or not, girlfriend, first (laughs) of all, I'm glad that we've got this podcast in case you do, because if that's what you're determined (laughs) to do, have at it, girlfriend. But whether you become the, you know, a, a celebrity or not, the beautiful thing is, is that there are there's billions of people on this planet. And what I'm learning very quickly is that there's so much that can happen, so much goodness, so much impact, so much growth that can happen with just a slice of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this slice is literally maybe even just the pepperoni slice on the entire pizza of the world, right? There's so much that can happen in such a small space, but imagine a world of what that does for you and how you show up when you are really feeling fulfilled and alignment and you're meeting these goals because you're becoming that person that you truly want to be. Mm-hmm. And as the seasons of life changes, because who you are and what you need right now, when your girls are two and four, yeah. very well will be different when they're 14 and 16. Yeah. And so, and that's okay. Right. Like, trust me, like this is coming from a mom that's got to go car shopping again. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's, it is an ever evolving thing. And what I'm hearing Hannah say is just step into that. Right. So let me ask you, Hannah, because you are working with a lot of women, um, both in real estate, but also just, you know, as you're starting to kind of expand this, you said something a minute ago, but I'm curious to know, um, for anybody entrepreneur, um, and, and maybe it is women because I know that you're really connected with that, right? Reflecting back on where you were in your life eight years ago and then five years ago stepping into this and then where you are today, what would be the one thing for anybody that is really determined to say, I want to be this person that I imagine in the future? What's the one thing that they should do if they're really determined to step into that? I think- I love that. So uh, we've heard through our KW ecosystem, Gary Keller say, you can be anywhere you want to be in five years. And I've not, not until really preparing for this podcast, did I pause and actually think, oh, wait, it's, it's almost been five years. Like, and I'm not at the finish line. I don't think we ever arrive, but I am heck of a lot farther along than I was five years ago. And so I think the one thing it's easy to say, get clarity on who you want to become. It's hard to actually do that, but don't put limits on, on what's possible. Like who do you want to be? What life do you want to have? I've done a, a visioning. I've done a lot of visioning things where they say, close your eyes, picture yourself 10 years from now, 10 years seems far. So do one year, do three years, but really sink into who you want to be. And when I do that every time, like this year, when I've done it, I see myself in a beach house at Sullivan's Island. I can feel the the breeze. I'm like getting teary thinking about it. Cause I see my little girls running in from the beach and I'm sitting on the porch with a book. Like I see it so vividly and Sullivan's Island, for those of you that don't know is a high price point area, but I am so confident that I'm going to have a beachfront home on Sullivan's Island that I'm going to be able to go to whenever I want, figure out what that life is, what life you want to create, and then just step into what, what will fund it. And for a lot of us, it is real estate. But there's nothing stopping me from creating that life. And quite frankly, I think it's a lot closer than I originally thought. So I hope I can be on this podcast from my Sullivan's I- Sullivan Islands out. God, I can't even say it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, right? Like, so just figure out, figure out what you, what life you want to create. Your, the people in your world that you care about will impact, be impacted in a positive way. Because I don't suspect you're going to go create a crappy life for yourself, but what does that life look like? And who are the people that you need in your world to support you in getting to it? And maybe you don't know yet who they are, but find the one person or find the one next step. And it, I know it's easier said than done, but well, is it really? Maybe it's not easier said than, maybe it is actually that simple. The, the, the work is not that simple, but taking one step forward is. Like we get... I love that there's this book, um, by yourself, the effing lilies, and they use the actual bad word, but, um, in that book, she talks about how you have 
one staircase. You have one life. You have one staircase. And she's like, take one step and be present in that step. And maybe you stomp on those stairs. Maybe you dance so the people below you hear, or maybe you're really quiet in that step, but be present in that step and then be prepared to take the next step. But you have one flight of stairs and God, we, God only actually does know how long that flight is. So really live fully in each step. And I love what you said. There is not an arrival. The entire process is just moments and experiences, and it's all within our journey. So be present in it, but know that you can create absolutely whatever you want to create. Absolutely. I love that because here's the thing is what you see yourself as how you want to be, you know, whether that's in one year from now, whether that's three years from now, getting that clarity. I promise you when you put that in front of you, whether that's a vision board or a sticky note, or, you know, I say a a sticky note, I have about 10 of them in my house right now, (laughs) right? Like vision boards are something that I massively do affirmations on a daily basis, because what happens is when you have clarity on that, then you subconsciously make little decisions throughout your day that are going to take you one step closer to that, Mm -hmm. whether it's bringing in information, reading a book, you know, it's not always, I'm going to go start this business or I'm going to make this move. or I'm going to do this thing. Like it might be so small that you don't even realize that it was a part of the process. And here's the thing you guys is what that might look like, you know, for you now, when you envision it three years from now, it can change. Life happens, life seasons happen. A divorce might come in the picture. That's my story, right? And that really shifted what three years from now looks like when my son graduates high school versus what it looked like two or three years ago when I was making that planning process and envisioning who I wanted to be and how I wanted our lives to look, right? Mm -hmm. But I still took steps that are allowing me to still be able to look at the next three years. So I love that, Hannah, because it is very much like it's one step at a time. It's one day at a time. We don't have to have the whole thing figured out. If you don't know who you want to be or what you want to have in three years from now, cool. What do you want next week? Right. Yeah. Just take it back bite size. Right. So Mm -hmm. I know that you guys are expanding, um, empower soon. Yep. Um, uh, and power of women is power of women. Is that that's for women in real estate. Both are women in real estate. That's another thing we're expanding. And I think I keep finding myself with like this post-it note. Um, I, I don't know, not analogy, but like where I'm like, but this, what am I missing? This all seems too simple. Like, um, why, why am I getting traction and why am I building a big community? It's just a women's group. But I think that's the beauty of it. It there there aren't whatever you're passionate about or what whatever you need in your life, someone else needs it too. And so we, yes, we're expanding, but we started as a, a group of women in real estate working to amplify the lives of other women in real estate. And as I've reached out for vendor partners and community sponsors, all that kind of stuff, I only reach out to women business owners every one of them, when I explain what we're doing, what our purpose and our mission is, they're like, wait, can we be part of that? So we're, we're being really intentional in how we grow this community. Um, but I think, like I said, there are a lot of women group, women's groups out there and there's still room for more. So maybe something you need in your life is already in existence, but maybe your creativity and your uniqueness makes it even better. And other people resonate to your point about the pepperoni pizza. There's so much opportunity. And so there's room for everyone to have a piece of what they want. You just have to be determined enough to go for it. That's right. I mean, or else I would have been like, oh, but there's already so many other podcasts out there. You know what I mean? But there's only one me, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's just it. Like be unapologetically you, whatever that looks like. But that's another book, Girls Stop Apologizing. I'm obsessed. I could give you 55 female self-help books. And I swear every one of them is the best book ever written. So I'm a huge proponent of reading. And maybe that's it. Maybe your next step is buying a book. Maybe your next step is buying a journal or even a little notebook. It doesn't even have to be fancy, but just start to educate yourself. Start to teach yourself or let someone else teach you how to think with bigger possibilities, bigger a bigger vision for your life. You don't have, there's no harm in this, but you don't have to be 
the mom and the female that goes to drop the kids every day and you go to Target on Saturdays and did like that, that doesn't, there's more to life than that. So create if that's what you want, right? Exactly. Yeah. If that's what you, if you want something bigger than that, then you can absolutely have that. Or yep. once your kids are in school age, if that's something that you want to step into, right? So, I mean, it's all about find that community. And if right now that community for you is in a book, I'm a huge bookworm. So I, I get that. Um, absolutely. And even if it's Facebook groups, whatever it might be, Right. So whether you are in real estate, if you're in the Asheville area, you should definitely be hitting up with Hannah. If you're not, that's okay. Like she said, there's probably a group that you can join. Um, and on top of that, if there's not one, you can create one and yeah. it doesn't have to be a big group. It doesn't have to be the thing that's funding anything. It's just the thing for you guys to get together, go on a walk, have a group chat, you know, be in a Facebook group, have a book club, whatever it is, right? Like just make sure that you are filling yourself up, that you're surrounding yourself with support and encouragement and that way, and people who will challenge you. Right. Yeah. So I think that those are really big things. Um, so I, I really it. appreciate you because I love that you, you basically have definitely, basically have definitely, that's a great, <laughs> like I speak really well. <laughs> I just love though, that you have definitely taught people in this conversation that you don't have to wait for somebody to come in and tell you what your potential is, help mm -hmm. you step into it. You can take control of that. And so I really do appreciate the conversation and you sharing your story with us. And um, how can listeners find you if they want to connect and get more of Hannah in their life? Yes. Yeah, so um, HP Kit, K-I-T-T, that's my Instagram. And I think Facebook's just Hannah Kit. So like I said, we're really, we've only created this, these women groups in the last 18 months. So we don't have a website. We don't have Instagram. We're we're failing forward, right? Like I often have people say, Hey, how can I get more content about your women's collective? I'm like, great question. Outside of showing up, there's no way. So we are working towards creating more of a presence on social media and through the internet. But, um, but right now it's just me. So you'll get to know my two precious little girls and, and myself, um, through HP kit on Instagram and Hannah kit. On awesome. Well, we'll definitely link that down in the show notes. And awesome. um, at the same time, like kudos to you because word of mouth, obviously it's impacting so many people, more women want to be a part of it, which is fantastic. You know, so I can only imagine where it will go from here once you do have a little bit more forward facing, but either way, um, I'm glad that I was introduced to you. And so happy early birthday to your girls. And Thank until you. next time, because we definitely are going to be on another episode, if not before Sullivan's Island, yes. definitely <laughs> on Sullivan's <laughs> Island. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. And I do want to say just in that one next step, if someone feels a calling that real estate is that next step, I'll put my email address in there because Keller Williams across the country offers a complimentary pre-licensing course. So there's no barrier to, to get your license anymore, no financial barrier. And we will be more than happy to help connect you with people to make that happen. So that's right. maybe that's your sign. That's right. No matter where you are in the country, you do not have to be in Asheville or North Carolina. Yeah. We can certainly connect you for sure. So absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Thank well, you, Jamie. Let's hope they go and take that first step. And again, yes. I appreciate you being here today. I appreciate you.